Go ahead, have a seat. Ushers are going to come forward. Let's give out of how God has given to us. You've got two envelopes with you. Uh, we're giving out of the green one right now. We're going to get to the brown one in a bit. Uh, but inside the brown one, you've got a piece of paper that looks like this. This is where we're going to end today. So we're going to spoil the ending, and then we're going to work back towards it. Uh, so this is Live the Mission Week, and this is where we get excited about how God wants to use everyone in here who has a pulse uh, to see his name go new places and see new lives changed because God is an ever excited about finding new children God. Uh, so we've got options here to give, to go, and to pray. That's what we're excited about today. You can keep that out. I'll refer to it uh, for the rest of the morning. But the reason that we call it Live the Mission and not just focusing on other people doing missions in other places that you may or may not be able to find on a map or pronounce is because God is calling all of us in this together. Right. Everyone here is an asset created and called for a specific mission. You are an asset in God's kingdom, of, of, in God's mission of expanding his kingdom across the globe. You are an asset. Right. We love the term asset. We stole it straight from the Jason Bourne movies because missionary kind of sounds boring to people who don't know Jesus. Uh, but you are, you're, you're an asset. All right? I love the Jason Bourne movies. Uh, and there hasn't been one yet where they, they call the asset, they activate the asset, and it's this picture of some dude sitting on his couch with hands stained orange from Cheetos and a soda spill all the way down his face and onto his shirt. And he picks up his phone and he looks at what he's about to blow up or who he's supposed to wipe out or whatever and just says, no, I'm not doing that today. And he puts his phone back and then turns on Netflix and keeps eating his Cheetos and stains the rest of his face orange. That person doesn't exist in the movies. They get the call, they see their mission, and they're out. They're going to do it. They're going to blow something up big or take somebody out important. They've got a job. And for all of us here as assets, we have a mission from God. You have been sent to your home, to your street, to your team, to your insert blank here. You've been sent there on mission because God created you, because God knows what he was doing, and he sent you to where you are on purpose. You are already wired, you are already gifted, you are already bent toward that thing that God is going to do in you. Why? Because God didn't make this life with him a spectator sport. He said, you're going to follow me, and you're going to go out, you're going to go, you're going to do things. And today we're going to look at that mission, our mission as assets in God's kingdom through an obscure passage of scripture. It's, one of the, it's in one of the flyover books in the Bible, okay? You got Genesis, you got the creation of the world, you got Exodus, this is gods and kings, this is prince of Egypt stuff, and then you've got like 27 books that you just kind of flip through. Uh, but the fourth one of those is called Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, that's where we're going to be today. I promise it exists, okay? So if you don't think that it exists, turn to the fourth book in the Bible, it's called Numbers, and that's where we're going to be today. And this is great because uh, it, the people that, that God is working with here, they're the Israelites. They're his, like, that's his favorite team uh, for the first half of the Bible. And then he expands the nation of Israel uh, in the second half and makes us part of it. It's confusing. You could read Romans and figure it all out. Uh, but, but he's got this group of people that he leads that he doesn't lead them. There's some bad things that happen and they end up as slaves. And what God does is he sends a guy named Moses in to literally walk the whole nation out of slavery and into freedom. And where we're going to pick up, up right now is they have left slavery behind. They're kind of in this escrow period between their old lives as slaves and their new life in this land called the promised land that God is just outright going to give them. They're not going to buy it. They're not going to fight for it. They're just going to walk into it because God is going to give them to it. And what we're going to look at today in Numbers 13 is the result of a bunch of leaders that Israel sends out to scout out the promised land. He's saying, you're going to go, you're going to look it out, 
But beyond any of this, it's not a matter of fear. It's not a matter of what are we going to do. It's a matter of ownership, that God already owns the land and he's giving it to him. So Numbers 13, verse 1, this is what it says. The Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I'm giving to the Israelites. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. I love it right there that God doesn't say, okay, if everything works well. God doesn't say, okay, if this is your gifting. God doesn't say, okay, if you really believe in me and have enough faith, this is what's going to happen. God says outright, this land is already yours. All right, I've given it to you. Your identity as an asset, where you sit now, isn't something that you're going to eventually like muster up. And if you get enough badges in church life that you can be somebody that God works through, God says, no, no, no. You have a pulse. You have people that are around you that know you that don't yet know Jesus. I'm going to work through those things using you as my chosen men and women on this planet in those relationships to make myself known in your dorm, on your teams, in your job, with your kids, on your street. Insert blank here. God says, I'm going to use you there. He doesn't tell the Israelites, maybe. He says, no, this is yours, and I'm going to walk you in to what you already have. Thing is, is life happens. What we're going to look at today is, is life happens for the Israelites. There's some stuff that they still have to work through. Just like for all of us, there's stuff that we have to work through. Also, there's jobs that get tough, kids that get tough. There's finals coming up in two weeks. Have fun, college kids. But there, there's stuff that, that happens. We forget where we are. We forget who God is and what he's called us to. We forget. There's a clip from TV this weekend that we're going to watch that reminds us what happens when you forget. So, do you recognize any of these men? I was hiding in the bathroom stall, so I didn't see his face, but I heard him. He was singing along to the music at the bar. Do you remember what he was singing? I think it was that song, I Want It That Way. Backstreet Boys, I'm familiar. Okay. Number one, could you please sing the opening to I Want It That Way? Really? Okay. You are my fire. Number two, keep it going. The one... Desire. Number three. Believe when I say. Number four. I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Now number five. I never want to hear you say. Woo! I want it. Chills, literal chills. It was number five. Number five killed my brother. Oh my, I forgot about that part. <laughs> oh my, I forgot about that part. That, that, that's us, right? We forget. God says, you're my sons, you're my daughters. I'm sending you out as light in dark places. This is what you're going to do. And we get there and we forget. We forget. We're in the middle of a series called Live Dead. And, and so this has been our verse. This is our theme uh, for the last few weeks and will be for the next couple months. We're going to read it every week together. So we'll read it out loud. Ready, set, go. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, 
you will save it. That's what God's calling us into. He says, I've got a future for you that's bigger than what you understand. It involves you going. It involves you giving. It involves you praying. And I'm going to remind you every day of that future so that you never forget. Because we are his assets. We are sent into our world to make a difference in spite sometimes, even in spite of ourselves. So God tells the people, hey, you're going to walk into this land that I have for you. They send scouts out to prepare the land, to look at the land, and the scouts come back, having forgotten. Verse 25, Numbers 13, it says this, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh. And they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it was indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the fruit that it produces, but, no, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. Stick into what you have. Stick into who you are. No, no, no. They say, but, the people living there, they're powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. And we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak, which means it's these people that they've been afraid of for centuries. They come back from what God says that they are. They're people who are going to inhabit the promised land. They come back from that and said, no, 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 we can't. We can't. You don't understand. Man, there's always going to be reasons for us to not go. There's always going to be temptations to forget and, and advantages to forgetting and not living lives that press in radically to go, to give, to pray, to whatever God calls us to. There are always going to be reasons. But on the other side of those reasons are things that change history, things that change our lives, things that change the lives of those around us. The way that I think about this every year is that somebody at some point came for somebody in my family line. My parents told me about Jesus when I was young. We came home from church one day and they had a pool filled up and they had people going swimming in the pool. So I asked my dad, why do they get to go swimming at church? And he's like, well, it's baptism. You do that when you follow Jesus. And he told me about Jesus. That night I gave my life to Jesus in my own room in Ventura, which is right on the coast, and so gradually just life has been getting hotter and hotter. So thanks, God. But there was somebody in your life who told you about Jesus, and if if that's never happened, we're going to tell you about it today. But somebody at one point came for you. Somebody at some point said, yes, I'm going to answer God's call in my life to share Jesus with that person. And just as there's always reasons to forget, there's always going to be benefits for us to press in wholeheartedly to what God has for us. Our theme for Live the Mission this year is on our shirts. Uh, It says, no reserve, no retreat, no regret. It's taken uh, from the last written down words of a guy named William Borden, all right? When he was in high school, his family owned Chicago. In 1906, they were already millionaires. uh, So today he would be like insanely rich. Uh, And so he graduated high school. He's headed to Yale in the fall, which is absolutely not reality for me when I finished high school. Uh, And his parents sent him on an around-the-world boat trip. Again, not really reality for me. Uh, but, But he came back with a heart that was on fire for God and wanted to see God do amazing things everywhere. So he heads off to Yale, and right away he looks around him and he sees a bunch of people who are not following Jesus. And instead of putting up his nose or instead of following in with it, he says, I want to see God do something different. And so he starts asking people to come pray with him, asking people to join his prayer meeting. So it took him forever, and his prayer meeting eventually doubled from one person to two. There are two people who started praying for Yale to see God do something amazing at Yale. 
And from the time that he was a freshman until the time that he was a senior, eventually 75% of the school was gathered to pray for God to do something amazing at Yale, to turn lives that were headed to darkness, headed into the light. And so he graduates and he asks God, okay, what next? And God says, I want you to go to China and I want you to be a missionary among Muslims. So he says, I'm going. Leaves behind literally a million dollars to go be a missionary. But if you're going to be a missionary, you have to be able to communicate. So on his way to China, he's going to stop in Egypt. He's going to learn Arabic in Egypt, and then he's going to go to China, and he's going to be a missionary there. And at the age of 23, he's in Egypt learning Arabic, gets spinal meningitis, and dies. That's his life. And so they, they ship all of his stuff back to his parents, and, and in the back of his Bible is written six words. No reserve. I'm not leaving anything behind. I'm going with everything that I need. No retreat, never walking away, and continuously walking forward to the mission that God has for me, and no regrets. It's the last words of a guy who gave up everything to live what God was calling him to live. And he did it to his dying breath. Man, that's the life that I want to have. No reserve, no retreat, no regret. To live my life as one constant outpouring of what God wants to do in my life and with my life. And that's not just because it's me. This is what God wants to do with us. We are his assets created and called and sent out on purpose, on mission. His assets also were created and called to go by accepting the mission. All right, this is on that red, red and white piece of paper that we talked about. We've got opportunities to go this summer, opportunities to go this week as we learn how to lead people to Jesus, like what we were talking about on church news earlier. Opportunities to go for anniversary service, that there are people that you already know who don't yet know Jesus. And we're going to be talking about Jesus every single week until one of us, until like I die and then replace me, replace me as somebody else who's going to continue talking about Jesus. This is what we're going to do as a church, is we're going to keep telling people about Jesus because there are people that you know who don't yet know about Jesus. And so they're going to come here, they're going to meet him and everything's going to get changed. We can go by just bringing people to come to church with us each Sunday. Anniversary service is going to be a big Sunday for that because we're having tri-tip afterwards. It's going to be a big party, kind of like today. And we would love to have people join us that you've been investing in, people in that you've been praying for, people that you've been making a difference in their life already to get them ready to hear the good news about Jesus. All of us want that. And so Friday is a step for us to move past wanting it and wishing that God would do something to actually get trained and prepared on how to see that happen uh, around our lives and through our lives. Okay, so if, if you've got a friend who you want to see become a Christian, they ask you, okay, how do I become a Christian? Your answer should not be come to church with me on Sunday. Uh, you can close that deal yourself. You can pray with them yourself to lead them into a relationship with Jesus. Friday, we're going to get trained on how to do that. It's going to be a great investment of your time from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., to get trained on what it means to lead somebody to Jesus. You can mark that on your card and turn it in here at the end of the service. This is also what we do as a church to, to go globally and support missions and support new churches that are getting planted globally. We've got a video from two of our assets right now who are going to talk to us about that. Hey Mountain View, my name is Kevin. And my name is Kate. And together we are the Hurlers and we are church planters here in East Germany in Erfurt. And we're so excited to be here. We have started four small groups, monthly vision meetings and we recently had an Easter service where 59 people came and we could talk to them about Jesus, had a crazy Easter egg hunt and a really good time to connect with people in our neighborhood. 
And our highlight is that one of our team members recently learned how to pray the salvation prayer and has led someone to Jesus. And that it makes our hearts full of joy and we're excited to see what's coming up this year. And we want to say thank you so much Mountain View for all your prayers, for all your rest, for all your financial support. You guys are awesome and we're really looking forward to see you. We love you and we would love if you join us in prayer for salvation and especially for our upcoming evangelistic event next Saturday and also for our health. Thank you so much for everything. Goodbye! Bye. So that's a snapshot of what it is to get it, a snapshot of what it is to go. They moved so that they could start a church in a place where there are very few churches. For us, we can go on Friday and get trained. We can go next month for anniversary service, bringing people with us. We can go this summer uh, as you check a box to head out on a team, and you can get more information about that, what, what that means. So we go by accepting the mission. We also go by funding the mission. And as we go, the things are going to happen, lives are going to change, and as we give, we empower people to go. We give towards people going. We give not just to give and feel better about ourselves because we gave. We give because it results in salvations. All right, if you give at Mountain View, one of the things that you've ever given toward uh, is buying a van inside of a war zone in Ukraine. Okay, let me unpack that a little bit, right? There's a war right now between the Ukraine and Russia, and what's happening is everybody who lives in that war zone who can get out is gone. So what that's left are people living in poverty and the elderly. Okay, and they're not really the most likely people to go out and, and drive a car to a bombed out grocery store and then get food. So what we've done as a church is we've bought a van for somebody who lives about 60 miles outside of the war zone. And what that person does every week is he gets in the van, loads it up with groceries that all of you paid for, loads it up with gas that all of us have given towards, and he drives the van, which we bought, with his salary that we pay for into a war zone with bombings, with shellings, with crazy stuff going on because he's giving out in Jesus' name groceries for people who are not likely to get groceries otherwise. In the wintertime, we pay for heating bills in this frozen cold place so that people who are stuck in the frozen war zone can live in the war zone. We're giving to see salvation happen. We got a video of what that's going to look like. Hello, my name is Maxim Letarovsky. I am from Zaporozhye, Ukraine and I serve on ministry team of New Hope Church in the city of Zaporozhye. Uh, on behalf of our church and ministry team, I want to thank you, Mountain View Church, for your prayers and support. Uh, last year, we were able to uh, have a great ministry uh, at the war zone, helping people who are needed there, both spiritually and physically. We took many loads of Bibles and distributed, we prayed with many people, and, and as a result of that, we saw many, many people who received help. At the same time, we also saw two people who were very open and they uh, wanted to know learn more about Jesus. They committed their lives to Jesus and got baptized. For us, it was a big joy. So I want to share with joy with you and once again say thank you for allowing us to have this great ministry in the war zone. Thank you, Mountain View. So if we don't go, nothing changes. If we don't give, no one can go. Because we've given as a church, there's a van that's loaded up with gasoline and with groceries and with this pastor whose salary we get to contribute towards, who's driving into a war zone to tell people who are literally facing death about spiritual, eternal life. And so as we give, we didn't just give towards gas and groceries, we also gave towards salvation for two people in that guy's community. 
That's why we give, is because it results in salvation. We give because we're saying no to greed. We're saying no to fear. We're saying yes to everything that we have being from God and for God. And for every reason that there is to give, every reason there is to not give, we can look to God as our provider who says, I'm gonna consistently give you more than you need. You trust me with the first of every month, the first 10% every month. You trust me with that, and I'm gonna make sure that the other 90% is covered. In Malachi 3, he's explaining tithing, and he says, you, you bring your first to me, and I'll make sure that everything else works out. These are farmers, and he says, I'll make sure that your crops stay on the vine until they're ripe. I will rebuke the devourer. I will fight him back. Your crops will be fine. God is promising us that as we step out in generosity, that he's going to step out with us. We're not stepping out to fall. We're stepping out for God to carry us and to teach us more and more every day what it is to live by faith as we give. So for us, we give weekly here. We've got opportunities weekly because we get paid often. And so giving weekly means that we're tithing, giving the first 10% out of what God gives us. If you don't give anything right now, I challenge you to begin tithing. Okay, it's obedience to God. We're stepping into obedience to let God use the money that he's given to us and not hold on to it with clenched fist, but hold on to it with open hands and saying, God, I trust you with this. And if you're young here, the key is to start as early as possible because 10% of very little is not very much. 10% of, of a good wage is a lot more. And what does God say about everything? Is that I'm going to continue to provide for you. You trust me with this and I will prove it to you. He actually says that in Malachi 3. You trust me, test me, and I will prove it to you that I'm trustworthy. We give because it results in salvation. We're not giving to give. We're giving to see the good news go new places and meet new people and introduce new people to Jesus. This year, we're highlighting Myanmar, a country in Southeast Asia. And as we give to this, we're funding church plants un among trafficked people. These are people that are promised a better life, taken from one country into another. That better life never happens. They get addicted to drugs. And we're funding church plants in the middle of those addicted people groups. That's an awesome thing that we get to be part of. We get to be part of introducing people to Jesus when they have nothing left. We're also giving towards a farm in Myanmar, a farm that's going to grow crops, that can sell crops, and sustain training facilities for pastors so that men and women who come out of addiction, who come out of trafficked environments, get to go back with training and the good news and see more lives changed. We don't give just to feel good. We give towards salvation. It's sacrificing now here to make a difference globally in multiple areas. Thirdly, we pray to empower the mission. Because if we don't give, no one can go. But if we don't pray, no one should go. Prayer is the end of our best and the beginning of God's best. We're saying, God, I want you to move in this situation. I want you to move in this place, even if it's somewhere you've never heard of and may never ever end up. Okay, when we pray for missionaries here and we pray for assets during our missions moment with Greg each week, we're asking God to get involved in places that we may never end up. One of those is in Central Asia. We got a video uh, from an awesome guy right now. Greetings. My name is Timur Lan, and I am from Tokmok, Kyrgyzstan. I am the pastor of All Nations Church. Thank you, Mountain View, for being present with us in our lives. We have constantly felt your support and courage. Life is not easy for us. We are being watched and opposed by the KGB office. They call us in to their office on multiple occasions, trying to stop our work here. But we are not going to stop. God is doing his work through us, and we are so happy. We continue to do our work and be on mission. We go forward by his power. Please pray for us. We really want to see a great harvest in the coming summer season. 
We want to celebrate souls being saved and people being baptized in our church. Thank you all for all of your help, support, and prayers. It's amazing how even on the other side of the world, that guy's voice still sounds exactly like Greg's. There's so many things in that video that I'll never understand. Okay, being watched by the government as you pastor a church, being called into the police station weekly to explain what you're doing. And there's things that I'll never understand that go on in that guy's life every day, but one thing that I can't understand is the need to pray for that. That guy's got a heavy weight on his shoulders. What can we do as a church? We can go, we can give, but we can also pray. Okay, up here at the front, we've got little things that look like baseball cards. They're asset cards, and they've got a bunch of the 115 people that we support as a church and ways for us to pray for them. Put it in your Bible. Put it on your dashboard. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it over your speed of speedometer if you're really ambitious. But a reminder, a daily reminder to pray. We go. We give. We also pray. We're teaming up with what God wants to do in people's lives globally, nationally, and also locally. So what this looks like for us locally uh, is something that's going to take shape over the next few weeks and months, and it's going to be really exciting. So Mountain View Sunnyside began as the Grove Community Church in 2005. Some of you might have been there. Most of us weren't there. Uh, some of you weren't even on the planet. Uh, but, but 2005 uh, started at Fancher Creek Elementary School, and it existed at Fancher Creek for most of that time until 2016 when we moved here. Uh, this has been our life. We've done school. We roll in church at the beginning of the day. We roll out church at the end of the day. The number one growth strategy to seeing a church plant take root and grow and flourish is you get out of a school and you get into a building. So we've had our eyes on what God wants to do and what's going to open up in the Sunnyside community. Uh, it's not a done deal, but it's done enough that we can announce it and not have to retract on Tuesday or whatever. Uh, but we have an accepted offer with a piece of property that already has buildings on it in the Sunnyside area. Because of agreements with lawyers, we can't say which building it is, but if I've talked to you about a building, it's that building. Uh, so what we're looking at in the past, next few weeks and months uh, is putting down roots somewhere. And this is going to mean that we're going to go. This is going to mean that we're going to go and make a new place that's already in the Sunnyside community uh, our home. It's going to be our face. It's going to be our place as we go into the neighborhoods around there, which are also around here, and we tell everyone that we see about Jesus. This is going to be our new home. We're going to give because it's going to take money. It's going to take resources. It's going to take time. We're going to give to see this place, uh, see some repairs happen, and then to see it become our new home, where ministry happens daily, not just Sunday mornings between when setup team gets here and when teardown team ends, but it, uh, for us to have a 24-7 home, it's going to take care because there are lawyers involved, and there's still red tape, and there are lawyers involved, and so we need to pray for all of us because there are lawyers involved. And we also want to pray that it's going to be a place where hundreds and thousands of people are going to become Christians between the time that we move in, hopefully September. I said September. You got September, right? Good. We're good. Uh, and, until Jesus comes back to make the world new again. We want to see this become a place where people are going to say yes to Jesus, where our kids and our future kids are going to meet Jesus at a very young age, and your grandkids are going to know Jesus in this place. And they're going to grow up following God in that. We're going to be Jesus' light in Sunnyside, and we want to have a permanent address to that. So as we go today, part of what we're thinking and what we, we know is on the horizon is that we're going to a permanent address. 
As we give, we're giving toward what God wants to do in a permanent address that's going to cost money. And part of what our Live the Mission offering is going to is paying down the amount that we're going to borrow. We're building up our down payment, paying down our mortgage, so that when we go in, we have financial flexibility for ministry. And as we pray, we're praying that this is going to be a place where Mountain View Sunnyside is a light to the Sunnyside community for decades to come. We go We give, we pray, because we have a God who loves us, who chose us, who sent us out on mission and continues to work through us every day as we say, okay, God, here I am, send me. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you are alive. I thank you that you're here. I thank you that you are our Savior. Thank you that as we look at challenges and opportunities to go to give to pray, that in all that, God, that you are in charge. That from the beginning of time, Lord, you had a mission for us, you had a plan for us, you had a destination for us, you had targets and people for us that you're going to use us in their life so that they can come to know Jesus. God, build us up and send us out for that this week. Increase our faith to know that the people who are far from you, but we already know that you're going to use us to move them into a relationship with you. Give us the faith for that. Give us the faith to give. Give us the faith to pray, to be men and women who lead out in faithfulness and not in fear. God, as people give today, I pray that you're going to multiply what we give and make it cover everything that's needed. I pray that you're going to protect their resources as they give. That whatever percentage they give, you're going to protect the other percentage, God. And I pray that as we pray, you, uh, you multiply our prayers. Give us a burden to pray. Give us uh, thoughts we can't escape from to pray for stuff that's going on locally, nationally, and globally. If you're here today and all the stuff about missions is great, but, but you're here because you want a relationship with Jesus, uh, I'm going to give you that opportunity today. If you've never asked him to come into your life to forgive you of your sins, to change you into a new person from the inside of you to the outside of you, I want to give you that chance today. And I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, if you've never said yes to Jesus, I just want you to look at me and raise your hand. And as we close today, somebody's going to pray with you and it'll be the best decision you could ever make. So one, God loves you. Always has, always will. And today he's calling you to follow him. Two, there are things in all of our lives, mine included, where I push God away and I say, I'm doing this my way. That's called sin. And Jesus came to pay the penalty for, the, for our sin and to end that separation between us and God. And three, today's your day to ask for forgiveness from God to begin a relationship with God. Is there anyone like that here today? Just look at me and raise your hand. And as we close, someone's gonna pray with you and it'll be the best decision you could ever make. Is there anyone like that where today's your day to say yes to Jesus? Today's your day to find forgiveness. Just look at me and raise your hand if that's you. All right, for the rest of us, you've got that paper with red and white. You've got an envelope to give. This is our opportunity to respond, whether it's to go, to give, to pray. And so I encourage us, let's respond. Let's respond out of faith to go, faith to give, faith to pray. Drop your envelope here at the basket in the middle. You can pick up reminders to pray and resources to pray as you head out today. Let's, let's worship and respond.